Here comes Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore! <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire! And the final here, 135. 119, they led by as many as 30. Uh, true that. Hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. What's he going to do with the phone call? He can do a lot of stuff with a picture. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Well, it's not really Lance. It's Dell. Dell is in. Brian is in. Lance is lazy, right? He didn't want to get up this morning because he was at the Senior Bowl. His story is that yeah, practices uh, no have way. been no moved up him. early, so he, he doesn't want to miss them, so he can't do the show. Yeah. If you miss this show, I mean, then you're just a bad person. Okay. Look, look, this week. It's been a Last week. Well. Yeah. Last week. It's understandable. This week, it's you're a terrible I feel, person. I don't know what's the difference between this week and last week. Big dip. Why? Big difference. Oh. It's the, you don't, don't know the difference between these two weeks? Yeah, I mean, one guy is missing the show because of his other job that he gets paid for. Yeah. The other guy missed the show last week because of golf that oh, to do with his friends. To, like, no, the most important golf, the most important golf tournament of the year. Did you make it and count? You're, and yeah, and you're worried about it. Did you make it count missing the show? <sighs> yeah, I made, I made it count. Did, you, did your team win? Our team did not win, okay, unfortunately. You didn't make it count. So you missed the show and didn't even win. So you're a, yeah. a lazy loser is what you are. Well, I'm a couple, I'm, I'm a couple of those things. You're, you may be right a double, about that. A double L. I'm not, and you know what? I'm, not, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm you okay don't mind. Both but, of those but Lance in here, he'll be back. He'll be doing the show Thursday from Mobile because I guess he's not going to practice that day or they don't practice. He doesn't care about that practice, but he won't be here for the next two days. Okay. But he's doing the show from there on Thursday. Yes, Got I believe it. that's the case. Got it. I, I, it's great to know what's going on in, in the show. Well, he, didn't know. he tell yeah. you? Nah, he don't tell me nothing. I feel like there's a text I, I feel, exchange. I feel like I no. I feel like I don't read. Whenever I see he texted. <laughs> Why? Well, he, uh, you're a radio partner for 25 years, just ignoring. Yeah, like, just well, ignoring what he that's says. What, that's what happens after 25 years of like working a, together. Like a marriage. Mm-hmm. Stop listening no, to things. No, it's not like not, that at all. I listen to when my wife, when my wife texts. It depends on the marriage. Yeah. Okay. That 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 is that is true. That certainly is true. So, big night last night. We had, uh, I had both of the games on going on. It, it was hard to watch the Rockets. To, because they were up by so much? Yeah. It was not an interesting game in the least. Yeah, the the Lakers came in like a team who had a, a very emotional win a, a, a couple nights ago against the Warriors and decided, you know what, defense optional. We're just going to give Jalen Green straight line drives for the first quarter. And then when Cam Whitmore is in the game, we just let him dunk all over us. And it wasn't very competitive. Shout out to the Rockets for taking advantage of a Lakers team that wasn't very interested in playing basketball last night. You did have some Dylan Brooks against two Lakers. I mean, he, yeah. he hit LeBron in the face, and he got and, Van, and he pissed off Vanderbilt enough to get thrown out of the game. It he's he's such a and when he hit one over LeBron, he's going backwards in LeBron's face. I mean, not only did he hit him in the face, but come on, dude, he, that's LeBron, and you're not. But he he don't care. Uh, now, just a game out of tenth right now. That was a that was a pretty big game because the Lakers now twenty four and twenty four. The Rockets. Uh, down two in the win column. So they're two games behind. If they should win, they would be tied. If they should win both of those games, they would be tied with the Lakers and the Jazz. I mean, we're it's still a ways away from the postseason, but that's a good win. And the Lakers are just 
they're, they're just piss poor, if you want to know the truth. They're not any good. No, their team in flux, they're probably going to make a trade to, to make another run with or try to with LeBron. This is a team who was kind of like this last year and made a conference final. Now they got swept by the eventual champion. So there's always going to be, be a belief there that if we have AD and LeBron, when it comes to a playoff series, we can find exploits. But the regular season, they're probably another team that doesn't care very much about it. They don't want to be in the play-in. Uh, but it's probably something they feel like as long as their two guys are there, they can go win two play-in games and then go go to the playoffs. But uh, the Rockets have beaten the hell out of the Lakers in at on in home games here in Houston. They they had an 18 point lead and a 21 point lead in there. I think at at halftime of the two games that were here, so they've taken advantage of Lakers of the Lakers in Houston. The Rockets have were were a great home team. Now they're just a pretty good one. They've had some losses uh, recently, so. Lakers are meh, but you know if they're gonna. Lakers exceptionalism will will have them believe that we're just a trade away and a playoff playoff yeah. went away from changing things, and it kind of worked out for them last year. Now, except they ran into the best player in the NBA last year and they lost. But right now, they're an average regular season team. The Rockets took advantage of it. Yeah, no, 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 no. They're they're just at best they're an average uh, an average basketball team, and you know I, I don't know. There's a the Kyle Lowry stuff. Is that that hasn't happened yet, right? Because last week there was no. a lot of talk. He's going to be the next scapegoat for the Lakers when he signs over there. And I don't know how you're going to make a 37, 8-year-old guy a scapegoat. I don't know well, how you do Well, Russell it. Westbrook caught it. Well, right? Yes, but Kyle, yes, Russell Westbrook is still a better player than Kyle Lowry, but Kyle Lowry is going to be a buyout guy. Or I don't. Or maybe Charlotte trades him, somehow get something from the Lakers. But how do you make a guy who, the, who, the heat, who a Heat team who's – in the midst of a seven-game losing streak, discarded and say, we don't want you anymore. They trade him for Terry Rozier. You can't make Kyle Lowry the, the, the scapegoat. He's too old to be the scapegoat. Well, no, they'll they'll find it. Well, because it's LeBron. They'll, he'll find a way to make him It'll, the, scape, the scapegoat. I guess it all depends on if he's traded for anyone. Like, if he's if they have to give up pieces for him, I can't imagine anyone's giving up pieces for Kyle Lowry. I know the contract states if he actually does get traded, some salaries are going to have to go back Charlotte's way. But you can't give up anything for that guy. Are we done with Austin Reeves as one of the great players in the NBA? Uh, he's another guy who got a deal, but probably a deal far smaller than some people were projecting. Some people were projecting he was going to get like $80 million in the offseason. Lakers didn't really have a challenger for him, mostly because I think everyone believed that the Lakers would always match an offer. He was a restricted free agent. I think we're done believing he is some mega piece. He's a nice fourth guy, possibly for a good basketball team, but the thought that he would elevate himself and become uh, the the third piece of that that big three was something I didn't believe, and it's played out that way. He's a nice player, but he is just that. He's a nice player. That's it. I can never get over Jeannie Buss, you know, saying the five best Lakers of all time and put LeBron in there and not Jerry West. I, 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 every time I see the Lakers, I think of that and I think of how disrespectful that was Le- that LeBron James, you would call him one of the greatest Lakers of all he's time. He's one of the greatest players to ever play for the Lakers, but he's not. Yeah, right. He's not the greatest. No, no, no. If you, were t- the, one, if you were going just by, but not greatest Lakers no. of all time. But yes, yes, he's certainly one of the five best players who put on a Laker jersey, but he's nowhere near one of the five greatest, not even close to one of the five greatest LeBron Lakers. Is, Le- LeBron is the greatest player, the greatest Cav ever. He's not the greatest Laker ever. He's not the greatest Heat player ever, but he is one of the greatest players to play for the, the second two franchises. But no, he's not. He is a great player who happened to play for the Lakers. That's all it is. 
You uh, watching Pat Riley last night? Disgusted with yet another loss. Yeah, it's, they uh, were. That, that, it, your team's bad. Your team's I mean, bad they're right bad now. now. Yeah, they yeah. they were eight games above five hundred. Now they're now they're a game. That's what happens. When you lose seven in a row, and it's they've been non competitive. I don't know what it is. I mean, I think it's out there now. I think it was on, on one of the bottom lines. It's the longest losing streak in Eric Spolstra's tenure. Oh, right. Yeah, he's never lost seven in a row um, there. Now it's where it, it it's what it is, and it could be the end of this this particular version of them. They made a trade, as I mentioned, to bring in Terry Rozier. He finally had a nice shooting night last night. But the 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 Suns coming off two two losses where Devin Booker scored a lot of points and they lost. Um, they they found a wooden animal themselves to play, and and they got the win. Yeah, you, watching Riley sitting next to the morning. I didn't yeah. really have the sound on because I was watching the, the Rockets play, but I had the game on. Um, and yeah. I, I could imagine what he's thinking, but he's been around. And, I mean, the, the Heat will tell you, hey, we were we were the eight seed last year, and we found a way. So I'm assuming that's what they're going to bank on. I'm like, what, you've got till mid-April to figure it out? And if they do, so be it. If they don't, I'm sure people get shipped off to places. But uh, the Rockets won. Um, and then the game that was far more competitive and had far more interest for me was the Cougs. Here's some, here's some Cougs. I'll put them on spot. Cryer handling, Cryer probing, jumper, Cryer. Oh, but the flush from Tugler. Oh, my goodness. That was late in the game. And that was uh, OT. That was an OT, or was that late in, the, in regulation? I forget. I would have to. I, for, I think it was late in, in OT. And Tugler had three huge plays. It was OT, right? It three huge plays down the stretch. He, I'm gonna tell you, you know, he's a he's an awkward. He's a freshman. He, you know, other than other than the rebounds and the defense, and he played some defense last night as well. He got 20 minutes. Uh, Damian Dunn got 12 minutes. Otherwise, you, that, you want to talk about a short leash on the bench? Holy cow! He's playing his starters. Calvin Sampson is playing his starters. There was one time out where they showed. The just you could just barely see Kelvin Sampson's the top of his head, but boy was he getting on his team. They had just taken, I believe, a three point lead in overtime, and was he chewing them out? Was he in their faces during that timeout? And they were able to hold on. It was it was it was late in overtime, <clears throat> but somebody was catching it there. This team is so much fun to watch when they. It's so it's is so it hard. Fun? Is it fun well, to watch them play? It's hard because of their offense. It, their offense keeps them keeps teams in games. They it, absolutely do. And it's because it it is at points. It is get the ball up on the rim and offensive rebound, and so you can get an easy put back. Sometimes there's no flow. Shed will make a couple jumpers, then you feel pretty good about yourself, and then you'll go four four to five minutes out scoring a field goal. But they can rebound. They can play defense. It keeps you in games in college basketball. And just the difference between watching the Rockets, Lakers, and the, and the Cougs and, and the Horns play, and it's it's the difference between the NBA and college basketball. The, the college basketball is all about defense and rebounding. And the NBA, depending on the night, defense is optional. And it, just to compare the two and watch how the games are played, the physicality that that's allowed in in the in the college game well and the just the intensity too yeah well yes yeah. it's as a it's 82 over or says a 35 whatever whatever the regular season total would be as far as games but the Cougs went into a place where 
for Cougs fans, it was a big deal. The first game in Austin um, in the Big 12. It was a big deal for them, too. And the, yeah, and that crowd was... Sure. It was yeah, they was needed nice it. The, yeah. Texas is struggling, and they needed a win, and they didn't get it. But it's the only time the Cougs will play Texas in Austin as a Big 12, yeah. as a Big 12 uh, opponent, and they went in there and got the win. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if they'll play again. They may. They may. We'll see. I don't know. But I, I love Kelvin Sampson's quote. He says, you know what? They, the respect that we get now, we get everybody's best effort. And it is a big game whenever the Cougs come there. And it's going to be a big game on Saturday as well when they go to Kansas. What a week for the Cougs. And what a game last night. Uh, just back and forth. Actually, the Longhorns actually shot better than the Cougs did. They shot 43% to 41%. It's not. It's 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 rather unusual. It's... Not because the Cougs are such good shooters, but because usually they play such stifling defense. That Texas got a lot of looks. Admus is a nice player they got from Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, a career 20-point-a-game guy, and he's a nice player. Mitchell's a nice player. D. Sue's, we know D. Sue from a couple of years ago, from a couple of years now. Hunter as well. That That's a nice team. I don't know what the deal is. You know, Rodney Terry got that, that long-term deal. After they made a nice run, <clears throat> they're not playing up to their expectations. It is interesting that he got a long-term deal coming off the back of blowing a 13-point second-half lead that would have got to the Final Four. I know a lot of things go into why he got the deal, but I do I did find it interesting that, hey, you know, you, you, maybe you didn't fail miserably, but you blew a chance to get us to a Final Four, but to give you the, give you the deal, and he's already had his whole horns down rant. So it hasn't been a great run for Rodney Terry this year. But Andrew Carlson, who works here, he went to the game. He is. He a, did? Yes, he went to the game. He he. Do, if you don't know, he's the producer for Connor and Beard. And at one point, he tweeted, "Man, the Cougs' defense has really let him down." I was like, "Has it?" And then I, yeah. oh yeah, he's used to holding teams to like thirty yeah. percent shooting. Yeah, right. He's used to that. So anytime a team gets above forty, it feels like it feels like the Cougs are playing awful defense. I was really surprised, though. I was too. I was like. Watching the game, I'm like, holy crap, they're getting shots that the Cougs normally don't give up. Well, Texas is a talented <laughs> basketball team, not pl- not living up to its potential, as you pointed out. But I, it, but the Cougs found a way because when Shed didn't – Shed made a couple shots it, along with – Oh. I forgot the other guy's name. They made three straight th- threes on three possessions. It was Sharp. Sharp made – and then it felt like they had rested control back, and then Texas fought their way back. But the rest of the game felt like the Cougs imposed their will, offensive rebounding, getting the – defending, getting on the glass, and, and that's kind of their formula. And they and they found a way in a hostile environment, a game Texas really wanted, really needed. It was, yeah, it was about eight minutes or seven minutes left in the second half, and Shed made a couple, and then Sharp made one, or one, and Sharp was in between, whatever the case may be. That was a huge. That was huge. They went on. It, it was three straight uh, trips, I think, or maybe three. They out were four down trips. by six. Texas and they had, took. And Dsu, you mentioned, hit a three, and yep. Kelvin Sampson had to call a timeout, and they missed. Of course, the Cougs missed a three. Sharp missed one. They got off as a rebound. Shed made a three. They got. They got a defensive stop. Shed made another three, and Sharp got it. Made another three. So three straight possessions. Yeah, nine points went from down eight. Excuse me, down six to up three, and it went back and forth the rest of the way. Yeah, it was fun. That was a fun game. That's just a. It's a. It, it despite the offense, it is a fun team to watch. Especially, I, I like watching them play defense more than I like watching them well, with the ball. Of course, the, with the ball, it's like, oh my gosh, what are you guys doing? Yeah, Shed what are you t- doing? Shed took an. I mean, I know you want the ball in his hands late, and the last shot of nearly the last shot of overtime. I think the the Longhorns got up a desperation shot. Last shot of excuse me, the the regulation. He air balls a three, and Samson 
the look on his face <laughs> once <laughs> once that ball hit the touchline. He was he was disgusted. But you know, said your guy, you, you live and die. But I, I imagine maybe Samson wanted him to try to get to the rim. Uh, they survived the last desperation shot by Texas, found a way in overtime, and now they're nineteen and two, six and two in conference. Yeah, and uh, top five team in the country, and deservedly so. And because just because of the way that they play, I don't know if this is a another Final Four team because of their offense, but. Man, it's just so funny. They, they, it's the same all the time. Every year, it's the same. They play such tenacious defense, and they just can't shoot. Well, you know, Kelvin Sampson's talked about what you have to be to be a guy who he recruits yeah. and and signs and and wants in this program. So part of it is that mentality. And for whatever reason, and I'm sure it's very difficult to go find a skill a skilled offensive team that can also defend. Apparently, you can only get one or the other, and if you can find both, then you're tied up with it. Now, the, now the Cougs may make enough timely shots and get on the glass enough to make another Final Four run, but we're always fearful of a drought. Like, yep. Where And the other team has a really good night shooting like they saw in the Sweet 16 last year, and you're like, oh, man, how did this end? We thought we thought we'd get to another, we get, thought we'd get to a Final Four in Houston, and they just had a bad night last, last year in the Sweet 16. Hopefully it doesn't happen this year. Yep, and it looks like uh, Tugler just might be – they're next to Juan Roberts. He always finds a guy like that. Always. All right. 713-780-3776. Next Monday and Tuesday, we are going to be at the Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. Dell's going to be there, too. He wants you to come. He wants you to come and hang out with him in the sports bar. We'll be watching Big Monday there. We'll be watching and we'll be betting on games there in the sports book. The poker room is right there. If you like that, I love that. That's where you will find me as well. But the sports book is just probably, it's if not the best sports book I've ever been in, it's, it's hard to beat it because it's spectacular. If you're looking for a great place to, to watch the big game or any game, it doesn't matter when you are there to go and get your table and, and hang out and watch games there. It just doesn't get much better than that, especially the NCAA tournament that's coming up. Reserve your table for that weekend because that's so much fun to watch all those games and have the betting right there. Casino, restaurants, uh, nightclub. They got concert venues. They, it, there's nothing that they, you can't do. Pool that's just spectacular. Golf course. You're looking for the best place to play just two hours down the road, the Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. GoldenNugget.com slash Lake Charles. Visit the website now and book your table. GoldenNugget.com slash Lake Charles. ESPN 97.5 on YouTube. Dracula Flow. I took two limitless pills to limit myself. How's your savings account stacking up? You could be earning more on your money with a CD from Home Bank, an annual percentage yield of 5.15% on a seven-month CD. Want a longer term? Home Bank has a 4.75% APY on a 14-month CD. The minimum balance for these rates is just $2,500. Treat yourself to more savings this year and visit any area Home Bank location today. Home Bank, member FDIC. Start the year off right and head to the beach. Surfside Beach, Texas, of course. It's an hour south of Houston, just past Lake Jackson. Rent a fishing charter because winter is a great time to fish at the beach. This year, participate in the Surfside Beach Marathon, Half Marathon, 5K, or Kids Run on Saturday, February 10th. The only one like it in the world. To find out where to eat, stay, play, and shop, go to visitsurfsidebeachtx.org today.
A sports extravaganza on CW39 Houston. This Saturday, starting at 11.30 a.m., the Live Golf season tees off with second-round action live from Mexico. Then at 4.30, you're home for ACC basketball all season long as conference play heats up. Georgia Tech goes to NC State to battle the Wolfpack. And at 6.45, Syracuse takes on Wake Forest. And at 10, all the scores and highlights with Todd Freed on H-Town High School Sports. Watch Saturday, starting at 11.30 a.m. on CW39 Houston. In Texas, we're all about the taste. From tangy barbecue to spicy Tex-Mex, we know the best. The same should be said of your sparkling water. Rambler Sparkling Water, born in Austin, Texas, is a -a one-of-a-kind Texas limestone-filtered sparkling water. Perfect for mixing cocktails. Available in original, lemon-lime, and grapefruit. Plus, Rambler is the only sparkling water that gives back by partnering with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation. Grab a case at HEB, Whole Foods, or Central Market, or visit ramblersparklingwater.com. Ramblers, do it better. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. is the number if you'd like to get in here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Some... Uh, Lance, no, he's not. I locked out. He didn't forget his key card again. That's why he's not there. That's not it. Okay. So just so you know, um, he is, he's not here. He's at the uh, senior poll and he is, uh, he's going to be out tomorrow as well. And he'll be here with us Thursday. Uh, someone three seven eight zero three seven seven six is the number. I like, like I like the position to ask. He chose mobile over his work and his family. He, he took what? He chose Mobile over his job and his family. Well, he chose the Senior Bowl. Well, it's Mobile. It is. Yes, I guess you could say that it is Mobile, but it's also his job, his other job. Right? Yeah. So he chose one job over, you know, right over the over his right. his death job, job is more important than us apparently, and his family than we are. Right. Well. well that- well, that job has always been what he's considered most important. I mean, you haven't noticed the trend. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he doesn't. He doesn't miss NFL <laughs> stuff for this job. No, but he. I think he really. He loves this nerd stuff. He loves to stand next to scouts and coaches and and just talk. He will talk to a, a scout about a guy for about forty five minutes, and I, I can't imagine why that guy would ever answer his call again. Those, okay. but they all love it. So they, I know they love that Kendrick stuff. Spirit. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. What are we, <laughs> what are we doing? How much? Wait, I know his left arm didn't really get up in time on that one rush. And he has the to, go- to stop. That he has one. the gall to talk about anything nerdy that I might talk about because I like sci sci fi stuff. And stop it. You're you're just as nerdy just because it's about football. It doesn't make it any better. No, I mean, no, no, no. Um, you know. It's funny. Lamar is really catching it. I'm not surprised. It was supposed to be this year. They they were dominant. We know how how badly they beat teams with winning records. It, they were at home. I didn't realize it was the first ever title game in Baltimore. It was the first time they've ever had a title game as the Ravens. And it, it was supposed to be the year. Despite what the Chiefs had done the previous two weeks, it was supposed to be a, a relatively under under par Chiefs offense. And you had them at home. And he committed two turnovers. Look, the strip sack is one thing, mm. but the, the throw in the triple coverage, 
that's the one that's going to leave the mark. You're trying to come back. Sure, Zay Flowers had already made a big mistake, but you're still in the game. You don't turn the ball over there. You have a real shot, and you throw a bad ball. And it's all the things people say Lamar can't do. He was in the pocket. He threw a ball down the seam in the triple coverage. In can't the triple read a defense. Right. All the things they will talk about as why he can't get it done and distilled into one play. And that's that's what people are going to remember. The inability for the offense to do anything and that throw in the triple coverage, which wasn't even close. It was underthrown. So Evan, uh, I don't know who but who he is. Evan from uh, from the show before us brought this up. And it's interesting, very interesting. <clears throat> the last time an MVP didn't go to a Super Bowl. A quarterback MVP. Hmm. So, t- who was the MVP last year? Pardon me? Was Patrick Mahomes MVP last year? Uh, Patrick Mahomes was MVP last year. And the year before, I guess I, can, I don't have to do this. No, 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 no. no. It it's, it's a long time ago. Don't go by last year. So, Patrick, like, was Lamar 2019? No, 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 no. Not the year he won it. Ever went to a Super Bowl. Oh, ever went to Super Bowl. <clears throat> When's the last? Yeah. How long ago was it? 1980. Hmm. Brian Sipe. Brian Sipe never made a Super Bowl, and he won an MVP in okay. the league. Uh, now I get the question. Okay. Yeah. So Lamar, if he doesn't do it, will be. If Lamar never gets there. Now Lamar's got a long way to yeah, go. Yeah, what is he, 26, 27? Yeah, he's got a long way to go. But he's going to win multiple MVPs. And, and there's no multiple MVP winner that ed, that never went to a Super Bowl ever. If you've won multiple MVPs, you've been to a Super Bowl. You've been you, you, as a quarterback, not as a... I don't want the Brian Sipe comparison if I'm a quarterback. I don't want to be compared to Brian Sipe. No, Brian Sipe is not a good comparison. Uh, John Brody never made a Super Bowl. He is in there. Fran Tarkin did did make a Super Bowl. Burt Jones never made a Super Bowl. So there's just a couple of quarterbacks, actually, ever, a couple, three quarterbacks ever that have won a that have won MVPs and not made it to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Roman Gabriel did not. Roman Gabriel with the Rams, he might have made a Super Bowl. Roman Gabriel might have made a Super Bowl. It would have to be the one they played the Steelers, right? Um. Right, the Rams. Oh, no, 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 no. That was Vince Ferragamo. Roman Gabriel never won a okay. Super Bowl, made it to a Super Bowl either. That was Vince Ferragamo that made it to a Super Bowl. So, uh, you, if you're an MVP, quarterback MVP, and if you're a multiple-time winner, which he probably is this year, right? We're just assuming that he's going to be the MVP. Sure. you got to get to the Super Bowl. And he's got a long time. But he's not trending well. He does not play... I mean, the stats, and did you see Patrick? Patrick Mahomes has now played 17 postseason games. His stats are better in the postseason than they are in the regular season. That is amazing. 17, he's thrown for over 4,000 yards, I think 37 touchdowns, five interceptions. He's mu- He was much better this year. He wasn't very good. <clears throat> he wasn't a great quarterback at all. And he goes back to the Super Bowl playing great, great, great football in the postseason. That said, they still can't score in the second half. No. But with the early line coming out, I mean, batters jumped, jumped on getting two points or one point from the San Francisco 49ers. And we were talking about it yesterday. You know, Lance has a a friend of ours. He just said, I'm betting 15 against 13 all day, all day. 
And it's usually it usually that is usually the works out. Is yes, win. the better quarterback is going to win. And oh, by the way, when two head coaches face each other for the second time in a Super Bowl, the head coach that won the first game wins the second. And game. frankly, we've seen the 49ers be vulnerable defensively. Yes, we have. We've seen it the last two weeks. Unfortunately, for the Packers and the Lions, the Packers couldn't take advantage of the first half when they were in the red zone three times and only scored six points. This time was the Lions doing what the Packers couldn't do in the first half and then turnovers and drop passes, and Dan Campbell stunted them in the, in the, in the second half. So the 49ers have and probably will give up points. Now the Chiefs' tackles aren't great, but the interior is pretty good, so we'll see if the Chiefs can run the football like the Lions were able to do. And, and the Packers could have done if they kept giving the ball uh, to Aaron, Aaron Jones. But the, I, I can't, can't believe I'm saying this, but the Chiefs' defense, I think, is the best unit in the game. It is. Of all of the units, I think it's strength on strength. It's going to be San Francisco's offense with all the weapons. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's probably, okay, rank, rank them. <clears throat> I would probably say it's. Chiefs defense first, 49ers offense second, 49ers defense third, and believe it or not, Chiefs offense is probably the fourth best unit out there. And the problem for the 49ers going against the fourth best unit being the Chiefs offense is that they still have Mahomes yeah. who will do something, that, and Kelsey will make a play now this playoff time that can elevate a drive or, or half, particularly the first half, and make plays where you think they have them completely defended and extend drives and score points, so... I agree with that ranking, but the problem is the the fourth unit has the best player on the field. Yep. Um, let's take a break. Let's take a break here. When we come back, I mean, I was I was I was sitting at a poker table yesterday, and guy goes, we were talking about the Texans, and he's like, "Man, all this salary cap, they're going to be able to do a lot of stuff." Are they? Are they though? Are you though? We'll find out. Let's talk about it on the other side, right here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, the spirit of radio. Now is such a great time to have a MyBookie account. John Granato here. If you have one already, you know if you don't have a MyBookie account, you got to get one. The big game coming up, NBA and college hoops every night. Golf, soccer, hockey, it's awesome. Plus, MyBookie is more than just a sports book. Get a real-life Vegas experience from the comfort of your home. They actually have live, in-the-flesh dealers on the poker, blackjack, and roulette tables. It's really cool. All you have to do is go to MyBookie.ag, click on bonuses to see all the great ways to turn your deposit in bonus cash whether you're new to my bookie or you want to reload as an existing customer you can also refer a friend and get some bonus cash use promo code bet 975 start playing today at mybookie.ag use promo code bet 975 mybookie.ag bet anything anytime anywhere only with my bookie but you gotta use promo code bet 975 People who suffer from arthritis are getting real pain relief with exciting biologic therapies at QC Kinetics. The success rate is there, and there's no better way to treat yourself when it comes to dealing with pain. Meet Tyler Vale, co-founder of QC Kinetics, who says they can't cure arthritis, but they can treat the pain. If you think of the tide coming in and out on the beach and what it does, it erodes the sand, right? You can't stop the tide, but eventually when the sand or the beach gets bad enough, we backfill that beach with sand so that we get generations of enjoyment with that beach again. And the same thing happens with your knee 
knee or your shoulder or your hip or your back. We want to backfill the problems that have happened to this point. I'm not stopping the tide, so I'm not stopping the arthritis, but I want to get generations of enjoyment out of those joints again. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Learn more about how restorative biologic therapies can get you real and lasting joint pain relief. Call QC Kinetics, 713-913-5285. That's 713-913-5285. 713-913-5285. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-814-5615. 800-814-5615. That's 800-814-5615. 800-814-5615. In the Veritex Community Bank Studios, one is a renowned forensic blood splatter expert. The other, an appointed master of haberdashery. It's John and Lance. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I want to get this right, but I'm pretty sure I saw before the Texans cap. Because cap nerds, cap nerds are... You better be pretty accurate, like to the to the penny. Texans cap, he's pretty he's on top of all this stuff. But I'm pretty sure with his adjusted cap, he said the Texans were somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty nine million. While Spot Track has it at like seventy two, and he was like, Well, there's adjustments that they didn't make, you know, nerdy adjustments that they didn't make. So, <laughs> and uh, DJ Bienname, who makes appearances on this very mm-hmm. station, according to I guess the ESPN people who do cap stuff, the Texans have roughly sixty one point eight six yeah. million dollars in cap space. So, multiple <laughs> sources saying different things about how much it, money the Texans. It, have everybody's to spend. got a different cap number. Okay, everybody's got. I don't know what kind of math you use, but whatever. It seems like everybody's cap number is just a, a little bit different. Okay. Um. So whatever the case may be, if you got about around sixty million, right? Let's just say that you got. Look at look at. Okay, just Kaimi Fairbairn's four million. I mean, is he going to need a raise? Nah, you missed that kick in the, in the playoff game. Beat it. No, you don't just beat it because you missed a kick in a playoff. Get out of here. Although that was that cost me. I would have won the pool for the first. You day. heard the Ravens gave the them momentum after pool. they lost. Yeah, you bring back Kaimi Fairbairn. He's a really good kicker. You need one of those. I got a question regarding your defensive end. Jonathan Grenard Ugh. is going to ask for quite a bit. Josh Allen's also a free agent, the defensive end for the Jags. If you felt that he had any interest, would you make a run at him? I love Josh Allen. Instead of retaining your own, would you make a run at him? Well, I mean, here's what, here's what uh, he says about the Texans cap says. 
about Jonathan Grenard, blah, 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 his history. Okay, I'll just got it. This is way too. See, when you get into nerdy stuff, it's really, really hard to okay. pick out exactly. His market value on spot track is going to be 13.4. That's a big number, seeing as how he made last year Jonathan Grenard 1.146. That man showed up to get a pay yeah, raise. He yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And just, I mean, look at look at the, the production compared to the rest of the league at his position. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. Are you paying him 13? Because there's 12 more. I mean, everybody just assumes, well, look at all the cap space that they got. When you're talking about you've got to replace your starting tight end, you got to replace at least one of your starting defensive tackles. Your corner, you got one corner that is out. That Steven Nelson, your starting cornerback, that is out. Um, you've got your running back. Your, your running back done. Your depth at wide receiver gone. Your depth at safety gone. I mean, you are. I mean, you got a, more than a few defensive backs. John Weeks coming back. Okay, he was one point three. What did I think he just signed last week? Didn't they, didn't they say he's coming back? I think John Weeks is coming back. Anyway, um, you know that's your 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 snapper is is taking up a one point five. This is this cap all this 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 fallacy about all this cap room that the Texans have. They're going to be very limited on what they're going to be able to do. Plus the new draft picks that are going to be coming in. Not that they're going to be high draft picks, but at least, you know, 23rd overall plus, you know, uh, an extra third rounder this year. They're, this is not going to be, oh, let's go out and – and the other thing is you have to make all the right decisions and, and – God bless Nick Casario. He did a, he did a tremendous job this offseason, and I think he was executive of the year. And I don't even know that it was close. Although, like you said, the Ram, you you like the Rams and what they did, at least in the draft and the lion, the Lions will say, "Hey, look look what we did as far as drafting players and yeah. what 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 those guys did as far as getting us to a title game." So I think because of the quarterback and the defensive end being the top the high picks, that certainly helps Nick Casario's case, and he made some s- smart free agent signings as well. But and then. If he gets credit for D'Amico, that's another thing in his favor, too. So I don't know how they make that form, formula work. Does the co- does hiring the coach become part of the process, too? If it, if it is, then he's going to win because the other guys are already – the other head coaches are already there who I think are in contention as far as the executives are concerned. As far as defensive – as far as Jonathan Grenard, if you're going to pay him a lot of money for what he did this season – would you just say, hey, if we're up in that range, we're giving him what you say, thirteen? That's what that's what the market value now, is. Now Josh Allen uh, had allegedly seventeen and a half sacks. Now he's never got to that level before. I mean, he's had a ten and a half sack season his rookie year. The last two years when he was healthy, seven and a half, seven. So seventeen and a half is astronomical as far as his previous production. If he's commanding eighteen and you're already giving Grenard thirteen, would you go give five million per more for the for the better player? I I thought Josh Allen was the best player on the field when they played here. I thought he was the best player on the field. Period. I, I don't. Yeah. I, but here's okay. This you is, go. You go from your. This paying, is your CD Lamb thing. Remember, we had this talk about CD Nico and a pick for CD in our very uh, hypothetical. That's not going to happen. Now I'm giving you not that I don't know if Josh Allen wants to be here, but if he does, would I pay five million dollars more to have Josh Allen? Yes. Okay. I would. 
I don't, he because may be I a- saw Jonathan Grenard do it one year, and Josh Allen he came on. But I, I what I see is Josh. Josh Allen is is, is spectacular. Now Josh Allen maybe. But a- you're going from again. You're going from one point three to eighteen million on that side. Under, <laughs> understood. But you're either that or allegedly thirteen. Right. For either Grenard. Way, either way, it's going up. Or, or, you let him go. You let Josh Allen go, and you draft. I mean, but but. If you're going to be now, he did say D'Amico did say defensive line is going to be a huge priority. Sheldon Rankins gone. He made eight point seven or nine, yeah, eight point seven five last year. He is excuse me nine point seven five last year. He's a nine point nine player. You, I would trade. I mean, he's he's a little bit older. He's going to be thirty next year. Um. But I, I really like Sheldon Rankin's inside. He's got to stay on the field. That's going to be awfully important. But he's not getting a pay raise. So you're just going back to where you were. And I will take his production this year. Dalton Schultz, you're getting a pretty big pay raise, about $5 million. They think he's an $11 million player from 6.25. I mean, he showed out. Steven Nelson, 4.5. They've got him at $10 million here. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, George, you know, you got George Fant, you got to replace as well. That's depth on the offensive line because guess what you need? Depth on the offensive line because they are and they're they're not injury prone, but Titus Howard has got to stay on the field. The though. Texans are in a a tough place because these are all players who helped you overperform expectations. But what was your valuation of them before the year? Are you going to get sucked into the one this one year of success and, and think these are all building blocks for the future and you need to pay them a lot of money or are you going to value them at what you were and go well this is really about D'Amico's coaching and CJ Stroud and th- these guys are ancillary pieces that we're not going to give a lot of money to because we we love what they did for us in this this exceeding expectations year but they're not guys that that should be making this well, money. Well the cautionary tale is Damian Pierce. I mean look at the high expectations that we all have for Damian Pierce. He can't get on the field. So I mean, he was he was he was your shining light last year, coming out of last season. Oh, we got Damian Pierce. We got a running back for years to come. Can't play. So uh, there, that is that is that's go, that's going to be huge. I mean, I guess Juice Scruggs is going to be. I guess I guess Derek Stingley is going to be Derek Stingley if he can stay on the field. I guess he's going to continue to to, to play that way. I guess Will Anderson is. I guess CJ is. You have to assume, I guess, that the young guys that that played really well are going to be that, but they're not. Not all of them are. Now, you give Gren- if you want to give Grenard money, I'd get he's only twenty six, I believe. So you think he, that guy has three to four years of being a really good player if he can match the stats. But but Dalton Schultz, a good player, a fine tight end. But how old is Dalton Schultz, and how and how much is he going to want? 20, over how many he's years? Be he's going to be twenty eight. Okay, so he's he's still he's fine. He's not thirty, so that that's good, but. I am just interested to see how the Texans' value is placed on these guys and whether they overreact I to think this Dalton season. Schultz made himself some money with someone else in the league this year. But he was always this player, even with he was yeah. with Dak. Now, he for whatever reason, the tight end market wasn't great last year, so he came here and played well. But did he overexceed what he's always been? He's been a good player. He, he just, no, but, but the, it proved, the market Ferguson, just, proved, Ferguson proved that he was interchangeable, though. Yeah, so... So Dak likes to throw the tight ends. That offense, even under Mike McCarthy, will throw the ball to the tight ends. If Dal- Dalton Schultz didn't make 
didn't look to me like he was any better than he was in Dallas. And he played with a good quarterback, and he put up numbers. So if he was worth what he was last year, other than loyalty and you had a good year, why are you exceeding what you thought right. the value of was him? Well, I don't know. Double what is the, the value. What is the – well, or I don't know double. what is the – he might have taken a much bigger cut. I don't know what is the value. I mean, it almost looks like the Laportas, the Kincaids, the Knoxes, the Schultzes, they're almost like, like – the same guy. They're almost all the same guy. Yeah, and it was a good tight end draft last year, and you saw saw some of that play out with Kincaid and also uh, Laporta, certainly. So I don't think it's the same tight end draft this year. Delance has talked about it. Uh, the Schultz one, a friend to your quarterback, and you always want your quarterback. You don't want to take weapons away from your quarterback, particularly a young player. But can you just find – I mean, is this now just – I don't think you can just find another Dalton Schultz. I think he's a good player. But – it is, maybe the Cowboys are really good at drafting tight ends. They've done it, they've done it over the years. Well, how about if Brevin Jordan actually steps up? Well, and he, he, goes he to scored start? a touchdown. I know he's, well, in the playoff game. Well, what do you mean if he actually steps? He did step up. In no, the playoff no, game. he's got to step up and be the guy now. Well, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's that guy though. Why not? I think I think he's a second tight end. Why? Why can't? Why is that the case? Why can't he be the guy? Because what? That's how, how long has he been in the league now? The three. And have we seen anything to suggest that he can be the guy? Well, we've seen flashes, yeah. You know what? Actually, early on, he caught a couple of touchdown passes from CJ, and then he had the huge play in the playoffs. Why is it he can't be more consistent and be the guy? The Texans didn't think he could be. We'll see. He's a John's doing a, a, a hand sign that one university would not like if you did against them. Like if you were at what the Moody Center last night, yeah, I and, and do you that. did the horns down. It well, would, I didn't it would, do that. I did. I know, but you don't. I know, but it doesn't bother me like it bothers Texas people. Right, no. That's all. Right, no, 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 no. Well, you're not soft like they are. Uh, Seven forty-five, ESPN, ninety-seven-five and ninety-two-five. The point being from that segment, the point being that this all this Texans, oh yeah, you got all this cap room. Huh? What? We'll see. Wait, wait, wait and see. Wait till you have With the inflation. P- Grenard, thirteen and a half million. Yeah. And how many? How much guaranteed? We'll see how how the cap room looks like. Yes, bringing Steven back Nelson players more than doubles. His, this is what I'm saying. Can yeah. it, did the Texans believe these are building blocks or just guys who overperformed? Yeah, or you know what? Nick Casario's got to work his magic again this year and find a bunch of guys that can come in here and play. A bunch of free agents that might take even you know Dalton Schultz might have taken under under market value. Steven Nelson had something to prove. Sheldon Rankins had something to prove. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that came in here. But you got the Charlie Hex and the George Fanson. you got offensive line depth. I mean, everywhere, you have got to, a lot of holes to fill. I'm, Texans have a lot of free. They signed a lot of one-year and two-year deals. So they got a lot of holes. To I'm fill. sorry. You can't make fun of my attire and have me pay you a lot of money. Sorry. If I'm concerned, I'm like, yeah. I remember what yeah. you did. Sorry. <laughs> I gave you extra money this yeah, year, but, but I'm not giving you a long-term big no. money deal if you make fun of what I, do, Beat uh, it. what I wear. Beat it with my vest. And every time... I put on my vest. It's not that vest, Art. Art's like, oh, John's wearing a vest. It's not that one. It's like the sweater vest that he wears. With the know. Texans logo on yeah, it. Yeah, no, 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 no. If That's you not what I wear, John, Art. put on your vest. If you want to see John's Jerk. vest, you can go to YouTube. John may put on the vest and show you the difference between his no, vest. mine is a cool vest that, like, the cool kids wear. Yeah, because those exist. Yeah. ESPN Houston is what you search. You can see John's cool vest maybe later in the show. Yeah. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, time to talk right now about HRP. My peeps over there at HRP and what they do for us. It's at the end, end of the year, and oh, here's your W-2s. Here it is. It's all perfectly done. It's the, the Affordable Care Act for our business. They take care of that. It's tax time now, 
and it's an easy time. While it might be at your business, like scrambling and, oh, my goodness, I don't get this, and oh, this is so difficult, and, oh, by the way, we can't make any mistakes because we might be fined by the government or we might underpay our taxes, and God forbid we do that because now we got the interest on that. Get people that are perfect at this. You know who's perfect at this? HRP. You know what they do every day? You know, they are experts in the Affordable Care Act. You're, you're not. This is not what you do. What you do is you sell your widgets. And even if you have CPAs there and whatnot, are they experts in the Affordable Care Act? Or are they using a lot of time and resources to get this done when HRP, it just is, it, the, technolo- the technology is second to none and you don't have that technology. So if you're looking for a great, come tax time, the HRP really, really earns their keep. You're looking for that new payroll company, hrp.net, 281-880-6525 or hrp.net. You're listening to ESPN 97.5, and so is your wife. When I uh, buy my wife, hang like slave of wizard. John Granato here. If you haven't heard yet, Warehouse Live Edo is now Warehouse Live Midtown. If you've never been there before, it's at Travis and McGowan. It's a great concert venue. Go to WarehouseLiveMidtown.com to see the full schedule of shows. And on February 11th, we're going to watch the big game there. And it also happens to be my birthday. So come and celebrate with a 70s and 80s tribute band, food and drinks. Keep on listening all month. We'll be giving away VIP tickets to the event. For all the details, go to WarehouseLiveMidtown.com. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be a lower testosterone. I went through it a while back. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again. At work, in the gym and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text BEACH to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text BEACH to 42424. That's BEACH to 42424. Products and statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. 13 years ago, Veritex Community Bank opened its doors with the intention to serve others and grow the community. Over 40,000 customers choose the bank with truth in its name. Wouldn't you like to experience truth in Texas banking? Join Team Veritex today. Member FDIC. Hey, soccer fans. Glenn Davis here. Thank you for supporting Soccer Matters on ESPN 97.5. Brought to you by presenting sponsor, the Daspit Law Firm. Don't forget, join me for the best in soccer talk and football talk weekly on ESPN 97.5. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92. So, yesterday, big game. The uh, and I don't. Just this is hard to say. The Timberwolves and the Thunder playing a big game for first place. That mean. Listen, I'm going to tell you who's scary is the Thunder. They 
you know, Chet Holmgren actually turns looks like he's the right pick. They've got like 50 first-rounders over the next three years that they – and that's a good basketball team right now, right now. And they – boy, you want to talk about stock, uh, stockpiling. But, but we were talking about it before the show started. How are you going to pay all those – how are you going to get all those young guys and improve? But if you can package those picks – into Lance was talking about Donovan Mitchell like he was available for the Rockets or something. He's I don't know. He's not because Cleveland is playing really good basketball. There yeah. was a thought because Garland and Mobley got hurt that it will it will be time to pack it up for Cleveland because Donovan Mitchell doesn't appear to be a guy who's going to resign. But they're playing really good. They're not going to trade him the way they're playing now. It may come back where he doesn't resign with them, but Cleveland's just going to take the chance. Boy, I could certainly see him, at least right now. I could see him with the Thunder. And giving up those picks for him. I could see it, but then you still have to imagine, does Donovan Mitchell, after spending time in Salt Lake and now Cleveland, Maybe he does, he, does he want to spend time in Oklahoma City? That's what that's the, that's the what they're always going to have to fight. Yeah. Does a star want to spend time here? Well, do you want to win? Because it looks like they've got an organization that's ready to this win. This is the way that those guys sometimes think. Sure, I want to. Paul George was like, sure, it's nice here. And then... Then he signed extension. Oh, wait a minute. I want to go back home. So that's it'll always be a worry for them. And like I said, Donovan Mitchell's been in the league long enough to think, I'll just go to New York. I mean, they're playing pretty there. There's another team playing really good basketball right now. Send me there. I want to play there. I think I can win there. It's what Oklahoma City's going to have to fight. If they can keep homegrown guys, that's their best shot. Attracting a free agent with short time left on his deal and then convincing him to stay. They tried that. They got Paul George to sign, and he still left. I don't know if they want to deal with that. Now they got Gilgis Alexander out of it, so it worked out for them. Right. No, well, right. I don't know what the strip club situation is. I know James Harden ain't going there again. I, I don't, right? I don't know if Donovan Mitchell likes strip clubs. I don't know what they're, what that situation is. I know he ain't going. he's not going back there. But I, I, it, I, you got to ask yourself, listen, I want a guy that says, I don't, I don't care about that. I want to go to a place that I want to win. And I don't know. I don't know. Donovan Mitchell. Did Donovan Mitchell, did we ever hear him saying he had to get out of Utah? It wasn't ever. You no, know, he didn't ever request a trade. Kevin McHale took that job, and he wanted to He wanted to reboot. Didn't think Gobert and Mitchell could win and probably was right. Now, Gobert's on the best team in the West, and Donovan Mitchell's on a really good team in the East. So those are two really good players. But he never. He, I don't think he ever made it public, but I'm sure there are rumblings of him wanting to get out and go to New York because that's what we all thought was the destination but he wasn't as public as other guys. Yeah. So they played last night, the T-Wolves, and the T-Wolves won it. Anthony Edwards had 27, I believe. Anthony Edwards played a good game, but Anthony Edwards, he, he, he had a couple of comments, one during the game and one after the game. Well, they were both after the game. One was caught when he was talking to his teammates celebrating the oh, win. Oh, okay. The other one was in the post game. Oh, okay. I thought it was with during the, the game. reporter on the, the on the court. Okay. So which one are we playing first? Or let's play. Let's combined? play him in chronological order. Okay. This is him talking to Rudy Gobert. They're doing a little hand slap after the win, and you can hear the on court mic catch him saying what he thought of the refs. Contributions all around, a team effort in this one. You couldn't. You can't really understand it. I heard him say, "Why well, I already know what he said. He said cheating ass refs." Now that you know what he said, cheating ass. Play, cheat. Cheating ass refs. Play, I wish it was play, clearer so we could plan, just use that as a drop. Yeah, for us. Uh, yeah. But play it again, Brian. 
But contributions all around, a team effort in this one. Cheating ass refs was his take on the game after after the Wolves pulled out a, a hard-fought victory over Thunder Day. One on the road, 107-101 to take over first place in the West. This Now, we're going to hear a much clearer Anthony Edwards. Didn't call him cheating ass refs, but he did say enough to get himself fined, and he acknowledged he probably will get fined. And tonight it was the battle amongst the best in the West. You guys take sole position of number one in the West. How did you get it done in this environment? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm going to take the fine because the refs did not give us no calls tonight. We had to play through every bump, every grab. I don't know. I don't know how we won tonight. Uh, Big shout out to my team. Big shout out to my coaches for sure. Cheating ass refs. But contributions all around a team effort in this one. We've all said it at some point. Right. We've all said the rest are cheating. Cheating ass refs. I'm looking at the the uh, the box score to see if he has any validity. I mean, I didn't watch the game. I was watching the Rockets. But let's see. Let's see the free throws. The Wolves shot 15, made 13. Shade Gildas Alexander shot more free throws than the whole Timberwolves team did last night. He, he went 15 to 16 from the line. The Thunder went 17 to 22. So the only guy who really got a lot of calls was the guy who handled the ball the most. Gildas Alexander got flying quite a bit. Now, Anthony Edwards saying, I, I handled the ball quite a bit, too, and did not get those calls. So he only got to the line four times, and Towns got to the line eight. So, I mean, if we're just looking at the Gildas Alexander example, and if he's frustrated by the calls that another star perimeter player got, I could see what he's talking about. But the free throw disparity wasn't that great. Speaking of free throw disparity. And the call, foul calls, it was only 19 to 17, so... The, the, the Wolves got called for 19. The, the Thunder got called for 17. To, who was it that tweeted out yesterday? Which You weren't listening to the Rockets, and neither was I. But it was pointed out on the broadcast that the Rocket, that the Lakers have gone to the free throw line more than any team, and they're, they drive to the basket less than any team. Yes. And this flies in the face of some of the stuff we hear. And, and it's not unique to the Lakers because all NBA players complain about this. Like LeBron will complain all the time about how, and Laker fans will complain about LeBron drives to the, drives the lane and never gets calls because you see him get hit or his head flies back or he's always looking at why did, I didn't get a call. But the Lakers as a team get to the line all the time compared to the rest of the league. And it's not surprising. It's not It's not surprising in the least. It is, it is just, it's just... Uh... It's just ridiculous. Have I mean, you met a fan base who thought they were the fairly refereed? Shot 233 more free throws coming into this game than their opponents. Far and away ahead of the second place team, the New York Knicks. Oddly, the Lakers are dead last in drives to the basket. I think that oddly was sarcastic. It's not oddly. We all... No, it is odd. No, it's not odd. That the Lakers... How can that be the case? You don't drive to the basket and yet you shoot what? 233 more free throws. Let me spell it out for you. L a k e r s, Lakers. There they. L e b r o n. That too. They are, he will get calls. The Lakers will get calls. It's accept your fate. It's accept your destiny. That's what it is. That's ridiculous. That's, it is what it is, John. I'm not surprised. It's not odd because they're the Lakers. That is just that is just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Um. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. On the other side, is Ahmed Thompson becoming a locker room cancer? What did he do? I will. We'll talk about it on the other side, right here, on ESPN ninety seven five 
and 92.5. Don't go anywhere. ESPN 97.5.com. Fighter of the night, man. I miss you, night man. So bad.